everyone. Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Wednesday. It is January 29th. It's 2020. We have six basketball games to talk about here on today's slate, and I'm joined by the chief man himself, Will, Chief Justice 06. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing good, man. Uh, super pumped to, to be on, uh, I think, my second pod of the month. Uh, definitely excited to come on and talk a little bit of hoops and uh, see if we can help the people make some money, man. Well, I missed on a lot of stuff um, on – Tuesday slate so I'm ready to um definitely ready to you know get rolling here for Wednesday and it's not even like I missed like the biggest miss for me was Trey Young like I went way overweight on Trey Young and um yeah he just dudded man 38 and a half fantasy points is a dud nowadays so (laughs) it was just it was one of those games where it was just it wasn't good for Trey Young so uh, the Raptors handled that game with no problem. And, um, yeah, just ready to move on, get started here on this six-game slate. We have only one game with a total out so far, so we have a lot of news that we're going to be waiting on here throughout the day. So we're going to give our general thoughts and get started with uh, Chicago at Indiana. No total in this game. Wendell Carter Jr., Gafford, Markinen, and Porter are all outs. Um, Brogdon and Miles Turner are both questionable. And Victor Oladipo will make his season debut here. Um, his He will have his minutes restricted until the All-Star break. So, But we have no idea what that minute restriction is. Um, so we'll have to kind of wait and see. Let's talk Chicago first. Anything stand out to you for the Bulls? Uh, well, I think I kind of like Chris Dunn here today uh, on, on all sides, especially uh, DK at 5,500. Uh, I think that is a, a great p- price point for him. Uh, e- even if we get some just absurd value that comes out, I still think this is a very fair price in this matchup. Um, you know, Indiana to me has really – uh, been giving it up to the point guard position, you know, throughout the course of a, a lot of the years. So that's kind of something that I've, I've been targeting. And I know he's kind of going to split some with Sadoransky, uh, but his his minutes have, in my opinion, have really stabilized here recently again. And so uh, I, I'm really interested in some Chris Dunn at 5,500. I think he would be my favorite bull. Um, obviously, Zach Levine is just kind of playing out of his out of his mind right now just a scoring machine. If you said you want to play Levine, uh, I would not argue with you one bit. But in terms of a favorite, uh, I, I really think Chris Dunn is kind of my favorite play. Um, I'm not sure how much how much uh, ownership that Young is going to get if people decide that they want to go the revenge route. Uh, I'm not sure. But for me, uh, Chris Dunn would be my favorite Chicago Bull today. I think on Thaddeus Young, it's all going to depend on what type of value opens up with all these guys questionable. If a lot of these guys go questionable to probable, I I think Thad Young will be a little bit more popular. Um, But I don't think anybody's necessarily playing him the revenge card. Um, But, hey, you you never know. Um, You know, people love the the narratives. I I think Chris Dunn is a a, a really solid call. Zach Levine – Really high usage again last game. Just shot the ball terrible. Shot 31% from the field. Um, didn't really get any assists or anything in that game either. Just a really bad shooting night for him. But if he's going to keep taking the shots, we're going to keep playing him. 
I played him at 9,800 the other night. So, you know, I'm going to take some shots on him here at 8,600, $1,200 discount for a night that he just shot 31% from the field. So, um, it's kind of it for me on Chicago. I don't want to go too crazy here with Chicago. I do like some of these other games, but I will say like, this isn't my favorite slate. Like I opened up this slate. I started looking at this slate and it's not my favorite slate. I think that, you know, it'd be really interesting to see how everything kind of plays out here. Um, just throughout the day, the Pacers side of things, Brogdon's optimistic. He's in the concussion protocol. Still, he's optimistic. He's going to play in this game. If he plays, it it hurts some of the value. If he sits, um, obviously it opens up some stuff. What do you like here for the Pacers? Well, uh, no matter what, I still uh, even if turn if Timmy Turner's in, I'm still going to be all over Sabonis today. Um, you know, I, I've just I think big men are going to have their way with Chicago most nights, uh, and so you know Sabonis is a guy that has has really been you know producing for us pretty consistently uh, all season. And so, you know, let's not stop the train now. So he's obviously going to be my favorite pacer. If if uh, Brogdon happens to sit, uh, I think we can play McConnell, but my, my favorite play, especially on FanDuel, is going to be uh, TJ Warren. Uh, he's been a guy that I've really been targeting heavily. Uh, as long as Brogdon sits, uh, I just constantly roll TJ Warren out there. I don't mind a sprinkle of Jeremy Lamb, a sprinkle of Aaron Holiday a sprinkle of Justin Holiday at 3,800, especially on, on DK. Uh, I think he's a, a really good value over there. Uh, but these are all contingencies based on the fact that if Brogdon sits, it's really going to open it up for these other guys. If Brogdon plays, it does not matter. I'm still willing to play Sabonis on all sites. Um, and TJ Warren is actually cheap enough to play across the board on all sites as well, especially on FanDuel where – uh, small forward is going to be weak again today. Uh, your highest price guy is going to end up being Gallinari. I know we haven't talked about him, but just in terms of construction, I think TJ Warren is just going to be a staple no matter what on FanDuel. So if Brogdon ends up sitting again, I think Jeremy Lamb at 5,200, you know, 34 and 28 minutes in the last two games with Brogdon out, the minutes are going to be there. The matchup isn't fantastic, but – it is a matchup that opens up a few extra rebounds um, just in general. Chicago, worst rebounding team in basketball. If Brogdon sits, you know, TJ McConnell is going to play the minutes. His price is okay. He's okay, depending on, you know, what type of injury news that we get throughout the day. And Aaron Holiday, 27 and 30 minutes in the last two games. So Brogdon's minutes really kind of got split through Lamb, McConnell, and Holiday. Um, I would expect the same to be the case here if we get news that Brogdon doesn't play. But I agree with you. Sabonis is a fantastic play here. Um, he's missed both games against this team this season. Um, this should be a spot that he is going to crush in, um, you know, a guy that is, you know, a double-double machine, uh, double-doubles in eight of the last ten games, just – this is a double-double spot. This is a, you know, potential 25-15 game type of game. So, love Sabonis here. Miles um, Turner, if he was a little bit cheaper, I think I'd fire him up in some tournaments. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. Um, and then if, if Brogdon plays, he's only 6,600, and it was concussion. So, if he plays, he should be good as far as minutes. Um, we move on. Detroit at Brooklyn. No total in this game, and the big reason why is Andre Drummond is questionable. Blake Griffin and Kennard are both out. 
Kyrie, we're going to put him as questionable. They said that there's a good chance that he will be available Wednesday, but Coach Kenny did say that he would not speak for Kyrie. And so, you know, if Kyrie's not ready to play, he won't play. Um, it sounds like the, the Kobe thing is definitely hitting Kyrie pretty hard. So, as it's hitting hard, a lot of people – and, you know, shout out to – really quick, shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie on Brooklyn. He's changing his number. Um, he was number eight, right? And he went to 26. I, I know Terrence Ross is number eight for the Magic, and he went to, I think, 36 or something like that. So, shout out to these guys, you know, respecting the legend of Kobe Bryant. Um, what do you like here for Detroit? Yeah, man. I mean, I think everything kind of uh, hinges on drumming here. Uh, if he happens, if Drummond happens to sit, then, I mean, believe it or not, man, Thon Maker has been pretty good uh, on, on nights that Drummond has sat. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not a guy that's going to go out here and get 40. But, you know, at 3,800 on, on DK, a guy that can go out there and get you 25 to 30, uh, I think that's very reasonable on a slate that on the surface seems like it could be low scoring or a little uh, more low scoring than, than we've seen uh, in slates past. Uh, obviously, that would vault Christian Wood into consideration, a guy that would maybe go from roughly maybe 20 minutes to 25 minutes. Um, so I think that could that could definitely give him a boost. Uh, and then, of course, you've got, you know, D. Rose at 7,600. I really don't like this price on D. Rose, but the bottom line is when he's going to get this type of usage with guys out, uh, I, I think you just have to consider him there. And then I also think this will vault a guy – uh, to me, like Civi, you know, a kind of a big combo guard that can play a few extra minutes. Maybe if Drummond sits, maybe they go a little bit smaller. Um, he's a guy that, that I wouldn't mind rolling out as well. Um, but, but that's about it for me. Um, oh, um, what's his face? Jesus, Mr. Uh, the Morris brother. Uh, Mar is it Markeith? Markeith. Markeith would definitely play. Um, he's playing pretty stable right now, but I think it would open up a few more opportunities for him in the second unit. So I wouldn't mind him either, but these are all contingency plays. If Drummond plays, I'm really probably only interested in Drummond. Yeah, if Drummond plays, Drummond's a fantastic play here. Derrick Rose expected back. Um, I think Derrick Rose is actually another guy that, you know, you could potentially, potentially look at here in tournaments. He's gone for over 45 fantasy points. In three of the last five games, he's 7,600. 6X is probably going to be pretty solid on this slate. You know, when we're looking at overall on this slate, we have some slow-paced teams. Obviously, a lot's going to depend on Capella and Harden. You know, we'll talk about that game when we get there. But, you know, we have some slower-paced teams on this slate. I wouldn't expect that we have a ton of high totals on this game or on this slate. So, a lot of, a lot of injury news will determine this slate. But, um if Drummond plays, I really like this spot for him. Any of us that played him the other night, it was bad luck that, you know, he had the injury, but um, <laughs> got to love it. Got to love NBA. NBA. Anything can happen any night. Um, but, yeah, like, outside of that, like, I, I like the Thon Maker call. Um, I'm hoping that he doesn't get a ton of traction today. In very limited minutes, this guy has been producing at a very high rate here recently. He's 3,800. And – if Drummond was out, this guy could easily go like seven, eight X. Um, so yeah, we never I mean, like this, this is the spot. If, if Drummond's out, like this is the spot Definitely. for Thon Maker to get your forty, take it, and then just run away. Yeah, it's Brooklyn, Will. It's Brooklyn, right? Right. 
All right. Um, let's talk Brooklyn. You know, I kind of expect Kyrie to play. I expect Kyrie to have a big game. Like, I, I, when Kyrie plays again, whether it be tonight or in the next game, I'm playing him. Yeah, I mean, I totally get it. And, and the crazy thing about it is, I mean, you know, do you think Dinwiddie's going to come out and play inspired ball as well? It's, it, it's one of those things, man. This, this is the intangible part of fantasy sports where, uh, I, I mean, obviously I haven't talked about it. I did talk about it a little bit yesterday on, on Grinders Live, or the day before yesterday. But, I I mean, obviously no one's thrilled about uh, th- this tragedy that happened to Kobe. But you, you have to think guys that are close to him, like a Kyrie, a guy like Din- Dinwiddie, uh, kind of setting the stage, you know, one of the the uh, uh, leaders that, that's kind of going to change his number in honor of Kobe. You got to think these guys come out and play inspired basketball. And I know that's not re- easily quantifiable or quantifiable at all in terms of what we're going to see. But the reality is I think these guys are going to want to come out and put on an exceptional performance. And so I, I think even Dinwiddie's in play for me uh, – Based off that alone, no numerical analysis, just I think they're going to want to come out and do something special here. So those are guys I like. Uh, if Drummond says I'm going to be all over Jared Allen, um, I know that DeAndre Jordan's coming back, so, you know, I, I get it. Uh, but I, I still like Jared Allen here at 6,100 in this spot. I know he's going to lose a few minutes, but I think if he gets 28 minutes against, you know, Thon Maker, I, I do think he can, he can get there as long as Kyrie and Dinwiddie don't take all the shots. Uh, Wilson Chandler at, uh, at 3,500, I, I, I think he's a guy in, in deep, deep tournaments that you kind of sprinkle in. If he gets 20 minutes, he's kind of right around that Thon Maker price where, you know, he can get you 25 to 30. Um, so, you know, just wanted to plug him in as well. But that's about it for me. On uh, from Brooklyn, I, I would love to play Levert, but he's just he just doesn't have the same uh, ceiling right now with two high ball high usage ball dominant guards playing there as well. Yeah, uh, well said, Will. Well said. Like you know, I don't really have too much to add here. I wouldn't play Kyrie and Dinwiddie together at their price points. I don't. I, I think that's the only thing that I'll add. I, I don't mind playing either one of these guys. Um, you know, we saw Dinwiddie the other night come out, take 17 shot attempts, put up 37 fantasy points, solid game, but not terribly solid for a $7,500 price tag. Like the floor's there, but I, I think Kyrie plays. I think Kyrie goes off. Um, I think Kyrie goes off in this game. Uh, so definitely, definitely want to be looking at, you know, Kyrie Irving here. Uh, I do think it's a little bit closer on FanDuel. Because Dinwiddie's like 6,900, Kyrie's 9,300. It's close. If, if, if I landed on Dinwiddie as a last piece, I wouldn't feel bad. All right, there you go. Memphis at New York taking on the Knicks. Hey, we have a total in this game. It's 224, Memphis favored by two. Both these teams on a back-to-back. We're going to put Jay Crowder and Melton are both questionable. They both missed the game on Tuesday. We won't have an injury report on this game till later in the day. Um, on the New York – side of things Barrett's out like he won't be reevaluated until I think Monday or Sunday I think is what I saw so he's out he might not come back until after the all-star break all-star breaks right around the corner um let's talk Memphis here you know I, I really 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 whiffed on the Memphis game and the Denver game I it was one of my favorite games on the slate 
on Tuesday. And it just – it never really got to the point where I thought it was going to get to, Will. Um, it was a slower-paced game for a Memphis game. Valanchunas had a really solid game. Dylan Brooks looked like he was going to break the slate and then just disappeared in the second half. Like, it was one of those <laughs> – it was one of those really disappointing games. Is there anything standing out to you for Memphis? Uh, listen, I, I think this is a prime bounce back spot, in, in my opinion here. I think, you know, especially if these guys happen to sit, I think this is a right back to the well spot. I mean, we've seen Memphis totals really get up there. And uh, let me see here. I want to make sure I'm, I'm firming up. So I think we've got the same total. I, I'm at 224.5. That's where you're at, right? 224. Okay, I'm at 224 and a half. It might have gone. I always write down the opening lines. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Either way. Either way. I mean, that's close enough for me. Uh, I mean, I think I'd be taking the over on this one right about now. I mean, we've really seen some of these Memphis games really get up there. And so I I think this is probably going to be a favorite game of mine. Um, It's just trying to peg the pieces. Obviously, we'll need to know about Crowder. Um, You know, he's out today. We'll need to make sure he's going to be out. Um, Melton, we'll, we'll need to firm that up. But overall, man, I, I think, you know, this is a good spot. John Moran, I think this is a perfect time to go right back to the well. Dylan Brooks, same thing. I don't mind going back to the well or JV. Uh, I'm not as interested in Jared Allen, um, but I, I would really prefer those other three guys that we mentioned. And then uh, one other guy I want to mention, Brandon Clark at 4,900 on DK. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to get much ownership, but it's really been producing in his, you know, 23 to 24 minutes most games. Um, so he's a guy I think if you're targeting this game, um, I, I would definitely like to get some exposure to him. really like him. Um, Kyle Anderson, you know, maybe I, I think he's more of a fan duel play in my opinion. But, you know, the, that other core group, Ja, Brooks, JV, and then a sprinkle of Brandon Clark. I, I really, really, really uh, like that approach for this slate, you know, just kind of jumping off the page to me. Yeah. Hey, just because it didn't work out on, you know, Wednesday doesn't mean that I'm not going right back to the well um, when it comes to Memphis on this slate. You know, obviously the Knicks, not the greatest defensive team in the world. Um so, yeah, when I'm looking at this spot, you know, the Knicks, bottom – I think they're bottom six or seven defensively. Morant's first game in New York, Madison Square Garden, like that's always, like, you know, always fun. But I, I still think his price is just a little too low. I hate the fact that it's a back-to-back. I don't like taking shooters on back-to-backs. I talk about this all the time. We've talked about it with uh, beat writers before. We had the Detroit beat writer on before a long time ago, and we talked about that. Um, so when I'm when I'm looking at this, Will, I, I think, like, going back to the wall on Dylan Brooks, again, like, this dude, it looked like he was going to break the slate. He was going bonkers and then just disappeared in the second half. I don't mind going back there. I don't mind taking a shot on Triple J in this game. Um I'm I'm honestly I'm just I'm worried a little bit about the back to back for some of these guys, but Memphis is young. It's a young basketball team. So, you know, how and they're coming off of a win against Denver, like and nobody played over thirty five minutes. So like I, I think Morant, Brooks, Jackson, all very much in play. If Crowder's out, I don't mind going back to the well on Kyle Anderson. Um I don't mind going back to the well on Brandon Clark. 
those guys are fine. They're not, you know, lock and load plays. But again, like this slate is really going to be determined by the value. You know, we have some value guys, but you know, obviously it's just going to be determined on some value. Um, let's go to the Knicks side of things. You know, like I've been playing a lot of Elf Payton here with, with the injury um, to Barrett. He didn't do anything great. He wasn't terrible. He averaged a fantasy point per minute against Charlotte. Um, that game, very slow-paced. It was ugly. Um, I think there was 189 points scored in that game. It was kind of everything we expected it to be. I don't mind going back to the well here on Elf Payton. This is a huge pace-up spot for New York. It's a it's a back-to-back game. I like the idea of Elf here. I don't hate Julius Randle. I just don't love the price point. Yeah, man, I, I totally get it. I just – in games like this, this is where I kind of decide that maybe maybe I take a shot, even though he's slightly overpriced, and possibly look for the upside. I'm with you. I do think this is this is a better game to target on, on FanDuel overall. On DK, these prices are definitely more. Like Marcus Morris is 6500 on DK versus a FanDuel price of uh, 5,800, you know, that that's a totally different price point there. It gives you a lot more meat on the bone. Um, so so I'm with you. Uh, Elf Payton, 6,300, roughly the same one on, on FanDuel as well. But, uh, you know, these prices are up there. I think the guy that I'm most interested in would be Mitchell Robinson in this game. Stevie, and I, I've been trying to find some firm news on this, but if this is correct – I think this could really be a slate-altering play. I've got some news that Bobby Portis is going to the G League. Now, I I don't know. I've been trying to find more news about it, so I'm just kind of talking about it on the air. But if Bobby Portis is going to the G League, then I I think Mitchell Robinson could be a slate-breaker here. Uh, I mean, this could could get really ugly really fast. Uh, You know, Todd Gibson may even get a few extra minutes in this spot. Who knows? But um, that, that's just something I wanted to put out there. If Bobby Porter's is going to the G League, uh, look out, Knicks. We're going to end up in a situation where now we're one less big man and we've got Robinson and, and Gibson to maybe worry about at Randall. And I think that, that catapults those value big men squarely in play. Like I said, I've been trying to find the news so I could firm it up. May not be able to find it before the pod is over, uh, which I probably won't because I'm not going to worry about it anymore right now. But just want to put that out there. That's crucial news if he's headed to the G League. Yeah, it could be for a few days. But if it happens, um, yeah, I'm seeing a couple reports on it um, as well. So, um, Oh, buddy. But, like, the thing is, like, it's n- nobody that I'm seeing um, – nobody that I'm seeing it from is, like, anybody that is, like, reporting on basketball. So, like – we're going to have to wait and see um, if we get any news on this. And, like, it will come out early enough. Um, it'll be out on, yeah. like, the 130 report. So, like, I don't think we have to worry too much about it um, until we do get some news. Um, this game being played in New York, it's a one or a 7.30 game. So, we'll have um, the 130 injury report for this one, and it will say if he went to the G League or not. But um, really interesting info there, Will, for sure. Um yeah, like, if that's the case, Mitchell Robinson very much in play at 5K going Oof. up against Memphis. Um, Man. You know, Reggie Bullock has been playing minutes, too. If if value doesn't open up – again, it's not like he's a, a lock and load type of play, but he is a guy that's cheap. 
pace up spot. Um, so he would be another guy that's semi interesting here. Um, Marcus Morris is okay. I just wish he was a little bit cheaper. Maybe a Fanduel play. I don't know what his price is over there. Yeah, fifty eight hundred on Fanduel. Yeah, so I I wouldn't mind playing him over there. I think he's okay on DraftKings too. It's just really, honestly, Will. It's just going to depend on like what happens with a lot of this like injury news throughout the day. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. We we got one coming up. Yeah. Life today. <laughs> Life today is kind of a lot. It forces us to always be on, but every now and then, it's important to just stop, crack open a mountain cold Coors Light, and chill. So when you choose to turn off, choose the one beer that's made to chill. Coors Light, mountain cold refreshment made to chill. What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit reset button to get ready for what's next? My favorite way to chill is simple. I just crack open a Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill, when you need to hit the reset. Just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment is made to chill. Coors Light is brewed with a three-step cold process, cold laggard, cold filtered, and cold packaged, so it's actually made to chill. The mountains on Coors Light, cold activated bottles can turn blue when chilled to perfection. Born in the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in 1978, Coors Light is refreshing, crisp, and only 102 calories. Talk about, you know, Coors Light, you know, we, we play fantasy basketball. We're chilling. We're watching games. You know, we got the, the big game coming up. You know, we have a lot of opportunities to sit back and chill, so Love cracking open a Coors Light and uh, enjoying some games. That's why Coors Light is the one I choose when I need a moment to chill. So when you want to reset, reach for the beer that's better and made to chill. Celebrate responsibly in Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. We're not going to Colorado next, Will. We're going to San Antonio. We got Utah at San Antonio. No total in this game. I I thought that was interesting because, like, Utah's injury report is clean. And we already know LaMarcus Aldridge is not going to play. So this is one of the ones that I was like, huh, wonder why we don't have an injury report. Let's start with Utah. What's standing out to you here for the Jazz? Well, I I think for me right now, outside of Mitchell Robinson, if this news is firmed up, uh, I think Rudy Gobert is going to be my favorite player on the slate here. Uh, And just just purely – I mean, this is going to be purely a leverage play because I've got to think – that everyone's going back to the well on Polo on the other side, not to jump ahead. but So to me, this just means Gobert's going to have tremendously low ownership. I think it's good leverage. Uh, so he's, he's a guy I will be looking to play if, if I can play him and fit it the way I want to. So he's a guy that I'm looking at um, for leverage. Uh, on the Utah side, you, know, uh, you got Donovan Mitchell at 8K. I'm actually not really thrilled about Donovan Mitchell at 8K. Uh, I, I, I've been enjoying playing him in that 6K range and 7K range at 8K. I'm not saying he can't hit value, uh, but I think at that price point I'm going, going to pass. We did see Mike Conley tick up to 25 minutes against Houston. I think if he gets 25 minutes in this part, I don't mind taking a flyer on him. Uh, Jordan Clarkson around the, the same price range. Not as thrilled about him. He's kind of looking the same way he did in Cleveland, very inconsistent in terms of fantasy production. Uh, But Joe Angles at at 5,100, he's a guy that I think is a little bit too cheap for this spot. Uh, Still playing 30 minutes. So at 5,100, I think him 
and uh, and Rudy Gobert are going to be my favorite guys from the from the Utah Jazz. Well, I know you've been out for a little while, but we don't call Joe Ingles Joe Ingles anymore. Oh um, well, and listen, man. I, I, listen, I can't take people's copyrighted statements. You know, I can't. I can, but I can call him Jingles. But but you know, don't mess with my boy Jingles. Um, <laughs> the only issue that I have with Ingles realistically is like with Conley back, he's just not playing point guard minutes. Like he's going to have nights where he shoots the ball really well, but like, he's just not getting that added usage from playing like, you know, the point guard minutes that he's, that he was playing with Mike Conley out. So like, for me, that's like the biggest drawback for me, because like, if you look at it, look at like his last, you know, let's just say his last four games, for instance, like he shot the ball, he shot the ball well in all of those games. It's just, Look at look at the totals for everything with Conley off, with Conley out, and with him on. So for me, probably pass on Ingles. Um, but yeah, I, I like this spot a lot for Rudy Gobert. Um, depending on you know how this injury news kind of plays out a little bit, but I, I think this is a solid spot for him. I don't hate Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I, I think he's okay. Um, like you, I wish he was a little bit cheaper. But we played him a ton the other night against Houston just a different type of matchup, you know. The Spurs, they are a middle-of-the-road um, pace team. They actually, you know, as far as, like, when we're looking at pace and everything, like, the Spurs are 13th, um, Houston's second. So, like, obviously that's a huge difference. But, like, one of the other biggest differences is just, like, defensive efficiency. Um, you know, the defensive efficiency between the two. San Antonio is actually probably a little bit worse defensive efficiency than Houston. It's just I think this game's going to be slow enough where I don't want to go too crazy here on Donovan Mitchell. Um, I, I think he's okay. Again, uh, depending on, like, the type of build you build. Maybe you, it's a balanced day and you end up on Donovan Mitchell. I don't think I would talk you off of it. On the Spurs side of things, like, I, I know we're going to hear a lot of talk about um, Podal, and we'll talk about him in a second, but can we talk about DeMar DeRozan first? Like – he was on full attack mode the other night with LaMarcus Aldridge. The dude shot 17 free throws. Um, I, I think he's a phenomenal play. Uh, I, I don't even care the price. Like, I, I think DeRozan with LaMarcus Aldridge out is a phenomenal play here. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, listen, I'm going to journey back to FanDuel on this one because uh, you probably wouldn't believe this, but you probably would. Uh, he actually got a price decrease for this spot. He is, <laughs> he is now 7900 uh, versus the other day, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was 82 or, or 8,400 or somewhere around there. So he's 7,900 on FanDuel, man. I, I think he's a lock and load. Um, he, he is the play. <laughs> he, he's, he's just the play. Uh, also on FanDuel, Jakob Poto is still in the 4K range. So, you know, I, I love Rudy Gobert on DK on FanDuel. I think I have to make more of a decision. Um, but what I want to point out, and this is something I, I pointed out the other day as well uh, on, on Grinders Live, just looking at these other other peripheral guys here from the Spurs, you know, with LMA off the court, uh, you know, you know, a guy like uh, like Derek White, his his, his uh, fantasy points per minute go up, usage goes up a little bit. Same thing for Dejounte. Same thing for Patty. Uh, one, so one of these guys is probably going to get there. I'm going to side with Derek White right now because I feel like even though he only played 22 minutes against Chicago, prior to that his minutes have been pretty stable uh, between 26 and 28 minutes. 
So he's 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 a guy I'm going right back to the well on this spot against Utah. I really like him here. Um, you know, I think DeJounte could get there as well. They're both in the same price point. Um, if I was using the lineup builder, I think I'd just make a group and, you know, have it set up to play one or the other, not both. But Derek White is who I'm going to side with right now, along with DeRozan. I think those those two guys are just in primetime spots, man. And I really feel like, you know, unless something drastically changes my mind here, I'm going to be looking to get Derek White in my lineups along with uh, DeMar. Yeah, I think, you know, the Chicago game, it was a back-to-back. Um, you know, you have to consider that. You also have to consider, like, the game was – it was a really close game. And, like, Patty Mills just played really, really good in that game. Um, you know, he had 12 three-pointers. He made six of them. He put up 25 actual points in that game. His high in the last two weeks before that was 21. So, yeah, I don't mind it. I wouldn't play White and Mills together. I'd play either one. Um, you know, maybe make a group on lineup HQ where you play zero to one. So, that way, you know, if you want to get exposure to both of those guys – Hodel's going to be really expensive or really ex- chalky is what I meant on FanDuel. I, I, th- I still think he's a really solid play. On DraftKings, I could see getting away from him. I really could. Um, he's been really good with in games that LaMarcus has been out. 5,600, he, he's likely going to have a really solid game here. Um, he's good. They're going to need him to play the minutes against Gobert. So you have to love that because Rudy is a guy that plays anywhere from 30 to, you know, 40 minutes a night. I think 38 is as high. But, like, he's going to play. Um, if he stays out of foul trouble, he should he should exceed value. But he's not as cheap as he was last game. He's going to be popular. Large field tournaments, I don't hate the idea of going underweight on him because we do have some strong center plays that we've talked about already with Sabonis. Um, and obviously you can play Sabonis at power forward. We haven't talked about Whiteside yet, but Whiteside is a guy that we're going to talk about here, I think, um, within the next couple games. Um, you know, there's there's been a couple guys that, like, are very interesting here. You know, Allen, you know, just some of these guys that we've talked about already. So I'm not just saying, like, Podol's a lock for me because he's not, but I do think he's really a strong play. If you're playing large field tournaments, though, I do think he's a guy that you could potentially be underweight on and it's not going to kill you if he goes for like 25 fantasy points against Rudy Gobert. Um, that's kind of it on San Antonio. Let's move on to um, OKC at Sacramento. No total in this game, which another this is one of those other games that I was kind of shocked that there's not a total out the night before. Ferguson's out. Bagley and Holmes are out. Um you know, it sounds like Chris Paul is going to play, um, but we'll have to kind of see how this plays out. Let's talk about the Thunder first. Listen, man, if we're going to talk about uh, Kyrie and Dinwiddie having a game of their <laughs> life, there's no way we don't put Chris Paul in, in the same category. If he plays, uh, I, I think he, he's right in our wheelhouse here. So I, I like Chris Paul. Uh, for that reason, 7400 Even Even if that wasn't the scenario, I still like the price on Chris Paul at 7400 I, th- I, th- I think that's plenty of meat on the bone. A guy's got 50-point upside. Not going to crank it out every night, but uh, he, he's been a stabilizing force for this organization. Uh, he's really been a much more consistent fantasy player this year than he was in, in Houston, in my opinion. So 
uh, at seventy four hundred. I think this is a a very fair price for him, and I'd be willing to roll him out no matter what. Uh, Steven Adams at fifty five hundred. Uh, only played 24 minutes against Dallas. I think until we get some form of a confirmation that his fitness is not is not going to be monitored anymore. That's what they put in the report, fitness monitoring. I just don't think we can play him, so I'm going to be fading him. Uh, and I don't mind SGA. I've been I've uh, I've not earned the money I feel like I should have earned on SGA. And then you pull up his game log and you see he shot five for 20 the last game against Dallas, three for 14 against Minnesota. Uh, and I, so I think this is another spot. I don't mind going right back to the well on SGA. I think he'll go eat a little overlooked, even on a six-game slate. Uh, and those would be my favorite players. I don't think I could play Schroeder at 7K uh, with CP3 bat on DK. So uh, SGA, Chris Paul, uh, two guys that I really like on this slate. Love Chris Paul on this slate. Love Chris Paul on this slate. And – whether you want to play the narrative of him coming out and putting up a big game or not, Sacramento has just not been good against guards in general this season. Um, whether it be point guards or shooting guards, um, they allow a little bit more fantasy points to shooting guards. But, like, this is a good spot for Chris Paul. I think this is a good spot for SGA as well. Um, I think both of these guys are super solid. Adams has played 24 and 23 minutes in the last two games. They've been kind of ramping him back slowly. I think I'm going to need to see him play a 30-minute game before I roll him out there. But if you're playing large field tournaments, he's 5,500, and the minutes are slowly going in the right direction. So just want to keep an eye on Steven Adams as far as that goes. Um, Gallinari is okay. He's more of a play on FanDuel, right? Like the position, position eligibility on FanDuel is just really kind of weak, right? Oh, man, yeah. And I mean, I, I still don't think I'm going to play him on FanDuel today. I think I'm just going to stay in the 5 and 4K range. But if you're going to play him, I think FanDuel is where you do it. Um, Sacramento side of things, man, Fox really burned me the other night. Like, And he didn't even really technically burn me. He put up 46 fantasy points, and I was hoping for so much more. I really liked Darian Fox the other night. I think this is a spot you could consider him. I just – I think that I'm going to end up in other places on this slate. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I for sure think I'm going to end up in other places at 8,100. I definitely would not play him over Chris Paul or Kyrie. Uh, you know, I've even got, you know, a couple other guys that I think I would play. I, I, I think I'd side with Mitchell over him, and I'm not even really fond of Mitchell today. So I just think there are just other guys that – you know, as you said, I just don't think we have to go there. Um, in large field tournaments, he's probably probably going to be a little bit lower on than usual. Uh, if you're multi-entering, maybe you get some exposure. I get pretty aggressive. He's a guy I'd probably X out today, but uh, definitely if you said you want to play him, I'm not going to try to talk you out of it. Uh, Bogdanovich, he saw a little tick up in minutes. I know they had some overtime, um, but he's got, you know, these 30-point games uh, kind of sandwich, and then he's got these 26 point uh minute games, excuse me, sandwiched in between some 30 30 minute games. So, lo- looks like a little bit of instability. I wish he was getting that all the time, I'd be really interested. Um, but I don't, I don't think you can really play anybody else here. Bialica, uh, I played him the other night and still didn't make it last night and still didn't make any money because of the Hartenstein experiment. But I uh, got my 50 plus fantasy points out of him. Um, I think you could go back to the well, especially with Bagley out. 
Uh, but I think we just kind of have to see how the value materializes, materializes uh, before we've made that call. But he is a guy that I have my eye on because I do know he's got that 30, 40, 50-point upside uh, in the right matchup. I like Bielitsa here a lot. You know, Gallinari, I think he's – I was just looking at um, – I have. I think I, even, I have the tab up. He is 62nd out of 92 power forwards and defensive real plus minus this season. And a lot yeah, of the guys – he's not a real power forward. But a lot of the guys – he's a four. Yeah, like – but that's what they're kind of playing him at. So Yeah, I know. Um, I know. I, I like Bielitsa here a lot. Um, a lot of the guys that are below Gallinari – are guys that are averaging less than 10 minutes per night. So, like, if we sorted this by guys that play, like, 25 minutes, you know, Gallinari would be right down there with Kevin Love and um, Jabari Parker and Pascal as, like, bottom guys. So, I really like Bielitsa here. Um, Assuming that he's going to continue to play these minutes with Bagley out, I I like Bielitsa a lot. Um, He's a guy that – you know, we, we kind of saw the upside last time out. Like, he almost had a triple-double. He had blocks. He had steals. Like, I like Bielitsa here a lot. I think he's going to kind of fly under the radar as well. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, like, you know, I don't mind Fox. I don't mind B- Bunny Heald. Um, <laughs> probably won't play, like, Dwayne Dedman or any of these guys. Um, oh, Listen, Dedman is probably the tournament player on this team. Like, his minutes have been awful, but if he got 30 minutes here, he could do some damage. Yeah, I just – if Steven not, Adams – if Steven Adams is, like, limited in this game too, like, are they really going to roll him out there a lot? I don't know. Yeah. But, you know, when you when you consider the matchup, if they're going to use Noel and they're going to use Adams, um, but, like – Foul trouble a couple times. I don't know. I guess you're right. Dwayne Dedman is an interesting tournament play. but Yeah, because, I mean, everybody's off of him right now. I mean, I wouldn't play him if I was playing in three-entry max or one lineup. But I'm saying, if, you know, if I'm rolling out 150, I think you get a little bit of Dedman exposure. He's got to be probably 4 or 5% on tomorrow, if that. All right. Um, all right, well, last game here, Houston at Portland. No total in this game. Makes a ton of sense that there's no total in this game. Capella and Harden are both questionable. Green and Nene are both out. Um, Collins, Lavassier, Hood still out for Portland. Let's start here with Houston. Eric Gordon um, absolutely crushed the other night. 50 actual points. Went to the free throw line 20 times. Made 16 of those. Um, just played an overall really, really strong game. Um, I think it was Notorious tweeted it out. We're going to be chasing this Eric Gordon game for years. Um, <laughs> probably, probably couldn't have said it better myself. Um, Could not have. You win, Let's, Noto. You win. I the, the thing is, like, this is the game, right? Like, this is the game that should probably have the highest total on the slate. If Harden sits, if Capella sits, like, Westbrook is just in a, an amazing spot here. Um, and, and so is Lillard. <laughs> so, um, let's start with Houston. What do we like here for Houston? Man, listen, right back to the well on Hardenstein. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually oh, made man. money with him in my cash lineup the other night. Woo! Yeah, yeah, but not, not GPP, man. Well, I, I did it anyway. But uh, I got I got there very late. That's just yeah, sad. yeah. Uh, Russell Russell Westbrook. Uh, 
Man, I, I hope we get this news early. I, I think that's what everything hinges on in this game. I'm not going to play Capella even if he plays. So I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about Capella. Everything to me in this game hinges on James Harden. Is he suited up or not? If not, you're going to get Westbrook. I'm not playing Eric Gordon at 7,300. Sorry, I'm, I'm just – I'm not doing that. With, with Westbrook back. Uh, and we do know that Westbrook is playing. On FanDuel, where, uh, you know, small forward is very weak, Eric Gordon at 6,100 with no Harden could make all the sense in the world. You've also got Daniel House there at 4,200. I like him as well. Um, so, you know, th- those are kind of the guys I'm looking at. Uh, I'm, I'm not, but I'm not as thrilled about playing these uh, House or Gordon on DK. Only person I'm going to play on DK if Harden is out is Westbrook. Uh, I wouldn't play anybody else. On FanDuel, you know, we got the Chinese buffet going. Uh, you can play any of those guys, and so I'm still fairly interested. Um, and, and that's where I'm at with Houston. Whether Capella's in or not, still not going to play him. Yeah, like I don't hate Capella here. I just – I like Whiteside more. Um, we'll talk about Boom. him in just a second. Um, like they played – they played Cephalosha and P.J. Tucker at the five the other night against Utah. Like – if Capella sits, if Capella sits in this game, like Whiteside against those guys, um, good luck. Um, I'll just say <laughs> that. But yeah, I love Westbrook here. Um, I like him a lot more if Harden sits. Um, but Harden and Capella both got upgraded to questionable in, instead of like doubtful and out. So we'll kind of have to just kind of see how this goes. Um, I see a scenario with both of these guys playing. If they both play, I still like Westbrook a little bit, but I, I kind of like Harden, too. Like, this is a guy – he's 10-6 now. It's been a long time since he's been in the take 10K range, like January 3rd, uh, 26 days ago, and he was 10-9, so barely under 11K. He's 10-6. Um, so, if Harden plays and they say he's good to go, <sighs> fire him up. You know, fire him up. This is a guy with a ton of upside. Yeah, man. One of my buddies has uh, probably been laughing at me because once Harden got under, got down to the low 11K range, high 10K range, I've pretty much been playing him every night on FanDuel, and his ownership is getting lower and lower. And so you got to think if he's in, I still think Russell Westbrook may garner a little more ownership than him. Uh, so I, I'm just at the point right now where Harden, I know he's getting too cheap. Uh, so I'm just gonna, going to continue to play him as long as the construction makes sense for me. Um, and, and that's what I think you have to do, man. Uh, let's go to the Portland side of things. I love Lillard here. I, I think he's another guy that, like, look at his last three games. He's just been absolutely insane here recently. Mm-hmm. 50, 47, and 61 actual points in the last three games. Um and wow. 34 before that, and 34 before that. Now, I know some of those CJ was out, but still. He can't – like, CJ came back, he played 36 minutes, and Lillard's like, okay, that doesn't affect me. Uh, I'm going to go <laughs> and put up 50. Like, he put yes. up 84 fantasy points. So, uh, obviously, we know the ceiling is really, really high with Dame, and it's Dame time right now. Like, he's doing everything he can to take over, and Houston doesn't play defense. This is an amazing spot for Damian Lillard. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Like Dane, uh, I think I like him 
a little bit more on fan duels, 10-5 or DK. Not that that's a bad price or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, on, on FanDuel, he's 9,800. Uh, so, you know, I like him a lot there. White side, though, is, is by far my favorite player for Portland today at 8,500 on DK. Very excited to get him. Uh, he's probably going to be pretty high owned, which is another reason why I like a lot of Gobert. But I still think he has, you know, the best matchup possible to hit 50, 60 fantasy points. And so I think he's a guy you look at and really consider. Uh, ironically, Trevor Rees is still playing big minutes, but now that CJ's back, I mean, I just, I just don't think I can do it. Um, but that's about it, man. I, I don't mind Melo. I, I just think we group Melo in this, you know, Kobe understudy category, a guy that I know looked up to Kobe uh, at 5,900 on DK. I don't mind taking a flyer uh, on, on a guy like him. And, you know, I, I'm not as big in an, every narrative street as, as, as they come out, but I just think, you know, with the Kobe situation and his passing and his daughter passing, uh, I just think some of these guys that really grew up under Kobe, talking to Kobe, spent time with Kobe at Team USA, I think these guys may want to come out and just put together an outstanding performance uh, in honor of him. So I'm going to group Carmelo in that category that we talked about of inspired performances. Yeah, um, I have no issues with that whatsoever. Um, you know, we talked about Whiteside. If Capella sits, Whiteside is is a very very high upside play. Um, like it's just an amazing spot for him if we get news that um, if we get news that Capella is going to sit here and like you know we talked a lot about Dame and. Man, like I, I, this game is solid. This is a ten o'clock game. This game has a lot of fantasy goodness in it. Um, this is going to be one of those games everybody talks about today, but it, it's always for good reason too. Like this is a game a lot of people are going to talk about for good reason. So, um, all right, well, let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here. Give me your favorite play under five k to seven x. Uh... Oh, really quick. We didn't talk about him, but Trevor Reese is going to continue to play 30-plus minutes with Portland. Um, he's 4,900. It's a good matchup. Uh, did not have a good game last time out, but he's going to be really hit or miss. It's, it's Trevor Reese. I just wanted to throw him out there um, as another guy that, you know, just to look forward to. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, my uh, 4K um, – it's not 4K. I'm trying to find him here. I better just click on the team because for some reason I can't. Uh, there we go. All right, he's 4,700. Yeah, I'm going with Derek White from the San Antonio Spurs. Derek White. All right, I'm going to go Reggie Jackson. Um, we didn't really talk about him, but his minutes kind of got back up into that 25-minute mark, and he's been playing fantastic here recently. I really like this spot for him if he's going to continue to get this usage um, with the second unit. So 4,500, I think he's a guy that could 7X on this slate. Um, Will, give me your favorite play over 8K to under 5X. Who's your bust today? Mm, it's really tough, but I, I'm going to go with Mr. De'Aaron Fox against OKC. Yeah, I like a lot of these guys today. Um, I'll be honest. Like, there's not one that's, like, standing out to me as, like, oh, this guy is not going to get there. Um, yeah, so I like a lot of them. My least likely guy that I would be playing a lot of um, here is probably Zach Levine. I, I like a lot of these guys, but, like, 
I, I'm just saying, like, he's the guy that I end up on the least amount, so he's just going to be the guy that I choose. Um, yeah. Um. Next up, we got favorite six X play. Who do you got? Man, th- there's a lot of these today for me, anyway. Um. I think I'm going to stick in, in this vein, man. A guy that I think is really going to play some good basketball. I'm going with Chris Paul at 7,200. Uh, I, I like – I really feel like he's going to leave it all on the floor. It's like the second day. I'm going to show you the same time. Look, CP3 was the guy that I had written down for my answer. <laughs> um, this is two days. Listen. Two oh, days this oh, week. Oh, Stevie, this quick, quick fact, quick fact. For those of you that don't know, so Chris Paul grew up playing basketball around – in, in the general area where I live, in the Carolinas, in the Carolinas. When Chris Paul's granddad passed away, he purposely went on a mission to, I think, score 61 points, if I'm not mistaken. Now, I could be wrong about that. You can look this up, though. He's, he's told this story. I'm not saying he's going on that type of a, a, of a binge or, or whatever for this game, but it's just that's fresh in my mind as we're talking about it. I, it, it's making me really like CP3 here, man. Yeah, I'm going to go with Morant. I really like Morant here in this game against New York. Yes. Um, there's a lot of guys that I like today. Uh, I'll be honest. There's a lot of guys that we've talked about. Um, and, and just on that, like, thought process, there's no way um, that I would not play LeBron James on Friday for what it's worth. No yeah. chance. No oh, chance. Man. Um. I'm going to be traveling Friday, getting into Nashville, and I'm going to make a lineup just so I can play LeBron. Uh, give me Man, your let's get ugh. weird, let's get weird GPP play. Yeah, I kind of talked about this one earlier, and, and like I said, this is weird. This is extreme GPP, but I think Dwayne Devin at 4K. Uh, I did mention him, and I mean, this is a weird GPP play. He's either going to get five or he's going to get 35. Uh, and so I, I just think at 4K, a guy that's kind of forgotten now, the big men are still out. If we can get him to 30 minutes, I think he can give us a good return. Yeah, I really wish I knew what Bielitsa's, um ownership was going to be because he'd be that guy for me. Um, he's a guy that he was so low-owned um, on Monday. I'm going to write Bielitsa down. Um, if he becomes really popular, which I don't, I, I really don't see Bielitsa being popular at 6,700. So I'm going to, I'm going to peg him as my let's get weird GPP play today. Uh, game selection qu- question will, uh, any tournament cash game, anything standing out to you, FanDuel, DraftKings, Yahoo, any, Fantasy Draft, any of these sites, is any, anything standing out to you today? Yeah, man, I, I'm going to stick with, with FanDuel as usual. Um, and I was looking this up, man, the $100 single entry. Uh, the uh, the windmill, it actually looks pretty good today. I, I felt pretty comfortable with it when I pulled it up. It's paying out the 22.96% of the field. I wish we had I had it up to 25. Uh, first place is 17.86%. Uh, so, so nothing too crazy there. Uh, about as flat as you can get um, in, in terms of payout structure. And then um, you know, they're paying they, – they give you double your money. So, they're not doing one and a half. They're doing min cash of so 2X. Uh, so, starting back at $200, you know, once you get across that cash line. So, that's why I like 5K to first, 2,500 to second, 1,500 to third, uh, 1,000 to fourth, 750 to fifth. So, not, not too bad uh, on a $100 investment. 
All right, I've been I've been talking a lot of um, low stakes um, tournaments and stuff like that. I talk about these every day. I'm gonna give one for my high stakes players, like my my big bankroll players. If they're looking for tournaments, I was looking through tournaments before we got started, like I usually do for this question. The three thirty three single entry tournament on DraftKings today. Oh, it's great! It's great. I love the money, that tournament. Yeah, the money ball. Like it's paying out twenty six percent for a three thirty three. Like min cash is um one and a half x, which is fine. Yeah. Wish it was two x, but paying out twenty six percent on a three thirty three buy in with four k up top. This tournament is really really strong. Um, for anybody that's you know the higher stake, higher bankroll players. I talk a lot about low stakes and how to become better. A lot of our high stakes players, you know, they know this already. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking one ear out the other for these guys most days, but I was just scrolling pre-show and I saw this tournament. I was like a 333 that pays out 26%. That's super strong. So if you're a high, high stakes player, check that out uh, because uh, honestly, it's just, it's super solid. So, um, you know, definitely one that you want to check out for my low stakes players. I'll stay with you guys too. The three entry max $3 hot shot tournament over there on DraftKings today, paying 23% of the field. First place is only getting, is getting under 7% in this tournament. Top 10 is 23%. This is a really flat payout tournament. So if you want a flat payout tournament, $3 three entry max tournament over there on DraftKings. I gave you an extra one because we don't have any totals out today. So we're going to skip the over under question for today. Will, yes. uh, over under on how many buckets Big T gets in the the Roto-Grinders basketball game. I'm going to set it at, let's see, we're playing three games plus a championship game if he feels like he's going to get there. Um, I'm going to set it at 16 buckets. So we're going by ones and twos, right? Yep. Mm, that's about five buckets a game yeah. on, on, on average. Six so sixteen buckets. So you give him five. Mm. If he gets to the championship game, he has a really good chance. I think. Yeah, I'm trying to think about who he's got. And Big T is going to shoot. He's going to um, shoot. He's for sure going to shoot. I'll, I'll. Oh man, it's a tough one though because see, it, you know, this year it could be a lot different. I'll, There's I'll a lot over, of people, a lot of people playing this year. Yeah, I'll, I'll take the over. I'll, I'll, I'll take the over uh, in in the event that he gets hot one game and scores like eight or nine. Yeah, there's been a I, lot I of smack talk about this game. Um, I know. Listen, if you know, I haven't really talked a whole lot of trash this year. Uh, I've I've been kind of silent. You know, I've I've uh, put some hashtag Team DBs in the chat a few times, but. Uh, this this is going to be fun. I I just can't believe how many people like consider us the underdogs. Like we the, our team Team Roth, we have all the size. <laughs> like have, me <laughs> me Meansy JJ and Roth are all over six feet. Like we have all the size. Like you know we'll we'll have to see if I can make it up and down the court. You know the whole game. <laughs> well, listen, man, you got that yoga going for you. That's right. I've been doing it every day. <laughs> So, all right, we're going to get out of here. Hope everyone has an awesome Wednesday. Chief, I'll see you this weekend in the the Nashville party. Hope everyone has yes, a good sir. one. And I'm going to make it rain all over all over the court for um, half, half a quarter. 
Uh, we'll be back tomorrow talking some more hoops. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then. <laughs>